Hey, it's Ellen. I just wanted to remind you that my new book, Step Up, How to Advocate Like a Woman, is out now. This book not only provides encouragement and inspiration, but also a comprehensive how-to guide of how to make a difference in your community. It's a message that all of the amazing women in your life need to hear. You can buy it today on Amazon.com or anywhere online that books are sold. Welcome to Step Up, the podcast where we learn to advocate like a woman. I'm your host, Ellen Troxclair. Each week, we talk to a different leader about how she became active in policy and politics. Whether it's joining an organization or running for office, I hope you come away feeling not only supported and inspired, but determined to step up and be a part of shaping your community and country. Hi, this is Ellen Troxclair, your host of Step Up, How to Advocate Like a Woman. Today we have Sylvie Legere joining us in studio all the way from her hometown of Chicago, or really her original hometown of Ottawa, Canada. Uh, she is a businesswoman. She worked for over 20 years in technology program management. She owns a small business in Chicago, a bike shop, and her family also happens to own the Cubs. So Sylvie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thank you, Ellen. Thank you for having me. So you don't have any political background, uh, it seems, when you're reading your bio, but yet you founded this amazing organization called the Policy Circle, which helps to inform and empower women about all kinds of civic engagement. Tell us how that all happened. Tell us about the policy circle. What what is that? And what then tell is. us how yeah, let's start <laughs> how with it that. came to be. Well, we could start a little bit with the with the, how it came about because it really informs the model and and then what the policy circle is. So I participated in some conferences around public policy issues, you know, around poverty, around economic growth, etc. And I I left and came home and and felt like I wanted to go back to when I was a student and engaging on policy issues, on politics with people around me. And mm -hmm. I did not want to go to an event downtown or, get, or you know, wait, have a speaker speak to me. I really wanted to engage in a conversation, which is really what we do in a lot in Canada and in Quebec in particular, where, where I grew up was a very politically tense uh, environment. Mm. Um, so, so that's where the idea started, was just to bring together a group of women uh, to engage uh, in, a, in a discussion to go beyond the headlines okay. and take that time. So what does that look like practically now? Like what, what if you're explaining kind of what is policy circle in a, in a nutshell? Yeah, so it's um, practically it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's a framework where women can get together. So it's a real model. So you start a circle, start back. Um, so anyone can start a policy circle, and uh, it starts with perhaps one woman who hears about it and, and wants to start it. And we encourage every every person, individual, to start a circle with two other leaders. So it's three people starting a circle, three women starting a circle, and inv each inviting one or two participants to engage in a public policy discussion. So how do you do that? Right. Because, you know, if you just 
get together and talk top of your head, you're you're not. It's not going to be very productive. So what we uh, develop are what we call policy circle briefs that inform each of the conversations. So we have def- developed a structure of these briefs that are really multimedia. We're not a think tank, so we don't do research. We curate information. Mm. We provide historical information. We provide key facts that come from uh, reliable government sources. Uh, and uh, and then we also um, present different avenues for for reform, for ways to make things better, improve the situation, move the noodle needle, and really inspire women and participants to find ways of engaging locally to influence these issues. So Circle is about 12 people that come together for five conversations. They select a topic from our library of briefs. Uh, each brief come with a discussion guide. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they engage in a, in a discussion. And we ask that each circle post what we call a recap to, to capture what has been discussed, what were the priorities that were outlined, and, uh, and then where to go from there. So it sounds kind of like a book club. So you meet in someone's home, it's, it's a small group of friends or, or colleagues or whoever, um, and meet in somebody's home or another kind of comfortable location. It's kind of like a book club, except for an, except for reading, you're not reading a book, you're reading a, a curated policy guide on a specific topic. Right. So it's it's a little bit like a book club, and I would, I would kind of define it as a... Um, you know, we have a lot several circles that are now being started in enterprise. So during lunchtime, people mm. come together uh, with their colleagues or with other people across industries who are interested in learning more. And uh, and it's a similar format, except that instead of being a free-form conversation, we have what we call a roundtable discussion. So as I mentioned, each, each uh, brief come with a guide. And then also we equip every circle with a hourglass, a hourglass so that is passed around the room so that everyone has two minutes to share their views on the topic so it's we've structured the conversation in such a way that there's space for everyone to to speak and um, and also um, uh, we provide the tools so that there's some outcome out of the conversation so I mean one one thing that I think holds some women back from getting involved is just that politics can be so divisive and it is hard. I mean, you you might know the political leanings of some of your friends and you can have open and honest conversations with them about it, but um, people are generally hesitant to talk to very many people outside their immediate circle about politics or policy because it can turn, you know, you're told at the dinner table, you know, avoid politics and religion, right? So yeah. um, you're you're kind of saying the opposite, that, that it is okay to talk about. And not only that, we should be talking about it and we're going to help you be able to talk about it in kind of a, a very open, um, respectful format. And I think that the slogan for the policy circle is something around uh, policy, not politics, That's right? right, right. So you try to steer so, away from... Yeah, because what it, we've defined policy is, well, politics is about the, the people, right? Policy mm. is about the ideas, the, mm-hmm. the, the role of government, the role of individuals, the role of institutions, businesses, how to impact our society. And um, that that's a discussion of ideas. 
politics are the people that will implement those ideas, right? That will vote for them, that will articulate them, that will write the actual bills that will do it. Mm. So the discussions are are more centered around the ideas instead of the actors, the and, people. And we should so, mention in a nonpartisan way, right? In a nonpartisan way. And that's also, you know, the the design of our brief is is actually unique because they're not white papers. It's not a research. Mm-hmm. It's it's really meant to drive discussion in the way the brief is structured. And also we don't use any labels. I'm really anti labels because labels mean something different to it's everyone. Different and a lot of times that is so true. We, you know, we put labels on everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's our, it's, and it's a human, a natural human way of making sense of the world is by categorizing people and putting them and ideas and everything, right? You categorize right. whatever word you use, you'll be put in a certain category or wherever you're from. I'm from Canada. Right. You know, I'm automatically right. put in some categories, right, 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 of everything that I do, you know. And I'm French-speaking, I'm French-Canadian, so people think I'm French sometimes. So they think I, I love food, I'm great in fashion, <laughs> etc. You know, all kinds of assumptions. Right? So, I mean, that's what labels are. And so in our brief, the way we design them, we really stay away from labeling, saying this is what Democrats think, this is what Republican thinks, or this is what the left or the right or conservative or liberal, because those labels have very different meaning for mm-hmm. for everyone and they're so broad that it's really not productive to engage in such a way. Yeah, that is so true and especially coming from a nationwide organization that I mean it's important to I guess be aware of that. So, what are I mean someone who what what it, what kind of you know, you look back and you say, I did this, for, I started this organization for this reason, and now here's the result. What do you want that to be? Yeah, there's, it's kind of three, three, two or threefold. Um, one one is um, to really bridge this divide, right? The, the real hope is, is to bring back this um, just respectful dialogue between people, because right now people hesitate engaging with each other on complex issues mm-hmm. with the fear of putting at risk relationships and that should not be the should not be the case mm-hmm. right so there's there's a real hope for for civil discourse and i think that when you arm people with some facts to react to they're not reacting to each other to the person they're reacting to the facts to the brief mm-hmm. they could blame the brief if right. they not covered something they could you know there's an outlet for perhaps expressing disagreement mm-hmm. versus confrontation so that's you know civil discourse is one and the other is really community and it's it's engagement it's igniting um in, in women and participants of the policy circle, the feeling that they can make a difference and, and that they can become influencers of the communities in which they live in. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think everything starts with, with a conversation with small groups of people, and that's how we, we make um, change or we, we just live in harmony and, and live a good life. Right? Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. So, so those are, you know, so the two, two, two things. The third one is really, this is a platform for people who are not, who are on the sideline right now, who have a lot of thoughts, have a lot of ideas, have want to do something, but don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And this is a starting point and, and a stepping stone on, on a pathway to, to further uh, engagement. And because, when you um, so that you know those are the three 
those are the three right. three ideas, you know, a beginning of, of engagement. And I, I think, you know, in researching my book that's also called Step Up, How to Advocate Like a Woman, that explores some of the same topics that we've talked that we talk about on this podcast, I really dove deep into this idea of the confidence gap and kind of women just innately lacking confidence in themselves to do whatever it is and that and that has translated at the, on the political and policy side of things into having fewer women run for office and run and be elected to office. I mean the statistics are really truly shocking when you look at you know there's been 11,000 people elected to Congress <laughs> since the beginning and um, only a few hundred of them have have been women. And so yeah. I um, I was so grateful to stumble upon the the policy circle and understand what you guys are doing because I really feel like the you know when I talk to women about what their hesitation is why you know why well why don't you think about running for city council why don't you think about running for school board or for um, you know state representative or whatever it is you know they're frustrated about an issue issue and they're complaining about a policy decision well why don't you uh, step up they, they, their initial reaction is that they aren't qualified or they don't know enough or or whatever right. and so um, even though of those are all just lies that we that we tell ourselves so um, the policy circle you know getting more women involved in these policy circles where they're in an environment environment that allows them to be comfortable having those conversations, I think it helps to um, build their confidence in their own mind that, that yes, I, I do know something about the economy or right. um, about about whatever it is. And I've had, I've, I have an opinion on it and I'm not afraid to share it. Right. So there's, I think like confidence, confidence comes from um, small wins, right? When you are successful in small things. And, and you build that up, and that adds up to something really strong confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the policy circle provides. It's an environment where you can hear your own voice um, speaking about issues on which you don't have all the answer. And I think that's where women often, when we started, women want all the facts and be certain and be right mm-hmm. before right. they engage. I mean, that's the same on jobs. Like women look at a job description and they have 80% of the qualifications they think they're not qualified. Whereas right. men look at a job description, they have 20%. And they're like, I'm just the right person for that job. Exactly. Right? But it's, it's who we are. And, right. it, and, it's, and it's like, all right, once we know that, then we could we could really just acknowledge it and and take actions to to build that confidence and sometimes and that means expanding our comfort zone so the policy circle is is a big step to expand our comfort zone because we are providing a framework where you have to talk about a topic such as immigration, such as, you know, creating career pathways, uh, fiscal, you know, taxes, fiscal responsibility, there's economic issues, not typical women issues. Right. And that's by design. Yeah, because there's a lot of forum women. I ask Thank a lot you. about, you know, what you know, education and childcare, and there's many forums to express our views on that. There's not a lot of forums for us to express our views on energy and regulations and mm-hmm. the envi- energy and the environment, yes. or you know, um, uh, poverty and solutions to poverty. You know, that that's touching on the social side. But so so you need to have the confidence to expand your comfort zone to explore topics that you're not familiar with. And that's what the policy circle is about. And I think that's what where it bridges, it, it starts to build confidence. Right. And it's been amazing, amazing how um, life 
uh, changing. It has. Like the number of women I've met have said, you know, it really changed, changed my life. Wow. That is really cool. That's really cool. So what is what is your passion issue? I've, I've uh, Most of the women I talk to, there's like one thing that they got, you know, that they really feel passionate about or that kind of drove their initial interest in, yeah. in policy. What is it for you? Well, mine, you know, my, my background being in consulting and in, in mm-hmm. technology and actually learning technologies, um, my big issue is red tape. I really like government regulations, permittings, red tape mm-hmm. is something that I would like to see the needle move on you know mm-hmm. and so so that is you know that that is that is one one thing and well, I'm I sure it's yeah I discovered through the policy circle I have to say I mean I never would have been able to articulate that oh four years ago yeah, yeah. well and I'm sure I'm sure you kind of experienced it firsthand trying being a business owner running a business and trying to yeah you know also interestingly you know this is the, the other thing that that was trans that's been transformational for me being part of the policy circle so when we we owned um the the bike shop i was responsible i for communications and also for some women biking program trying Mm -hmm. to get more women to bike and i'm a runner Mm -hmm. so you know owning a bike shop i had to convert to to biking Mm -hmm. so i thought i'm not going to do that alone and um and i uh so i organized different events for women but through that i didn't know you know you need to permits from the city to organize events in the park and different insurance there's a lot of things it can be really expensive to even to just do like a community run you know yeah it can, it, it can or really local, be we, we organize you know? a, a bike ride between actually wrigley and brewers park oh you and, gotta get the police involved and the barricades and the track yeah you know, and it, park and in milwaukee yeah i mean there's a lot right so there, there's all of that red tape which i did not realize what what i did not understand when i was when we had the bike shop is that I would have been so much more effective actually engaging with all of the, the, the village board trustees, the transportation commission, you know, the community development commission, engaging with those entities so, so that we could really bring biking to the community. Instead, I went, I, I was kind of part of a well-met citizens for active transportations, you know, more of a, a advocacy group that you know, I'm not sure, you know, was effective, you know, but mm-hmm. could have been a lot better if I had engaged personally uh, with uh, with our representative. And, and that, I just realized that this summer. Mm. Like, it takes a while. It takes yeah. a while for people to start understanding, for us to start understanding how we can become uh, influential. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, you mentioned Wrigley. I mean, I'm just curious to, I'm sure there's, I'm sure people are just curious to know, what is it like to own the Cubs? What is it like to own a professional baseball team? What is it? You're on the, you are, you sit on the board, board, right? I am on the board, on the, board. of the Cubs charities. Oh, okay. So it, it's, um, it's an amazing blessing. It's an amazing blessing um, from just meeting the, the fans. You know, mm-hmm. I, I did not grow up in a sports family. I, mm-hmm. I did not. Yeah, I was a runner. I was not a team person, team sport person, and 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 not a, a family of sports fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but being part of the Cubs family and and meeting all the fans, it's amazing. And and it's amazing because the people, sports 
bring people together. Mm. That's kind of what I'm about, mm-hmm. and and um, it brings it, it it erases the barriers between uh, socioeconomics, um, uh, abilities, generations. Everything comes together for a sporting event, and then that's what what it's about. And uh, to to be blessed with you know being part of of the Cubs ownership is amazing. And when you go to Wrigley, you are in a bubble of of happiness where time stops, where you can enjoy the real the people that you are with, the the people that you meet at a game, and and enjoy uh, and and seeing great athleticism. So that that's been an amazing discovery that I would never have anticipated mm-hmm. and and you know in the case of the of the Cubs uh, as part of their kind of agreement or you know being part of Chicago uh, the Cubs produces a, as a a community benefit agreement with with the city and produces a report on mm-hmm. how they benefit mm-hmm. the community so being mm-hmm. part of Cubs charity this is also about you know having an impact a positive impact to the neighborhood mm-hmm. being a really good a good neighbor mm-hmm. and uh, and we're about to do that you know we're we're about doing that you know it's uh it's about creating programs so that everyone in the neighborhood can uh, can participate mm-hmm. and and also being respectful of of our neighbors so and impacting and and engaging with other neighborhoods across mm-hmm. uh, Chicago which is what Cubs Charity is trying mm-hmm. to do yeah I love that yeah so um any hope that you would consider running for office one day and you know, I it's easy to to uh, whenever someone is engaged, I think it's easy for someone to say, "Oh, you should run for office." Yeah. I think, like you know, what my gift is to ignite the potential in others, mm. and and I like to really focus on on that. Um, you know, you never exclude anything, but but right now that you know, it's really it's really my gift. It, it's more more than. More than driving the change, mm-hmm. you know, more than being at the elm of driving a particular change, mm-hmm. I feel that I can ignite people who have the passion to drive to the change, it. and yeah. that's really um, right now, anyway, for for a long time. Yeah, my uh, my focus. And, yeah, and my I mean, passion. I, really. Well, you know, I you, you know, it's my soapbox to encourage more women to run for office, but but. That is not always the only way to be involved and to be impactful. And I think certainly we, you you talked about how widespread the organization is and how many women are participating and the fact that you launched in Tunisia. Um, I mean, it, it really is amazing. And, and, and your work kind of empowering and giving women the tools that they need to step up, step, uh, right. you know, is really um Possibly even more impactful than the change you could make as right. an elected official. Because also, you know, one thing that's that's another outcome that's interesting about the positive call, and I'll leave that is, is um, once you explore all kinds of topics and you become comfortable engaging on on any public policy issues, you are able to much more effectively network, find commonality with people, mm. and um, and and quickly um, be able to build a relationship that will allow you to be invited to the table mm-hmm. to make change. Mm-hmm. And and it's um, so it, it becomes a great opportunity, mm-hmm. a great tool to develop that skill set mm-hmm. so that you could you are the one raising the hand, your hand to uh, be appointed mm-hmm. to a to a commission, to a board, and uh, maybe to be involved in a campaign, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then maybe down the road run. But yeah. I do think that the policy circle is a is a huge 
keep uh, as a key part of, um, of of getting more women involved. And I also think you know you you you, you we have become so isolated in our society now that we used to we maybe disagreed politically, but uh, with your neighbors. But then you went to the high school football game and sat next to each other and to, to, to carry on the sports analogy, you were rooting for the same teams and you were, you're, um, you could still, you know, have a drink together and, uh, and be friends regardless, regardless of political differences. But now that we live in a more isolated world and we're spending more time on social media where there's not, um, where there, where there is not room for that robust and respectful discussion, um, policy circle is really bringing back community to, to policy and and ultimately to, to politics. So um, I am just grateful for for you having the the foresight to start this organization and for your dedication to to see it through because this is certainly not something that um, that you have to spend your time and energy doing and yet you are absolutely passionate about it and so many women across the country and across the world are are benefiting from it. So um, yeah, it's just thank been, you. It's been a pleasure. Thank to you. Know. And I'd like to invite your listeners to mm. visit thepolicycircle.org and click on I've been referred and mention this podcast. And we really look forward to welcoming you to the Policy Circle Network. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sylvie, for spending your time with us today and um, for for joining us in the warm weather of Austin, getting out of that Chicago winter. <laughs> thank you. It's been really great. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you for your podcast. I really enjoyed listening to uh, your guests. Of course. No, it's been a, a pleasure to get to know you. And I will be advocating for the Policy Circle Conference to be held in Austin, Texas in yes. 2021. <laughs> thank you. Do you have a story or a question you want answered? Send me a note at ellen at stepuppodcast.com. Also, give Step Up a rating and review in Apple Podcasts so we can reach and inspire more women. Don't forget to subscribe. I'm Ellen Troxclair. Thanks for listening. Now go advocate like a woman.